Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us once again for the Faces of Business, sponsored by Exit Your Way. Today with me, I've got Charles Walker. Thanks, Charles, for being with us today. Uh, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. Well, Charles, it, it's it's really a pleasure, man. I've I've we've been connected quite a while on LinkedIn, and I just love the stuff that you do and the way you're helping vets and 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 in your business stuff you're doing too. So, uh, hope we can talk a little bit about that and and uh, kind of go down that road with you today. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why we're here. That's why we're yeah. here. So, so let's, let's back up a little bit, Charles, tell us a little bit about your military experience. You, you were in the army for a bit and, oh, yeah. uh, and, uh, let's, let's, let's hear a little bit about that. Well, actually I, I joined the army in, uh, in 84, uh, started off in the, in the logistics field there at Fort Lee, Virginia, yep. as a, as a 76 back then was a 76 Charlie, you know, logistics supply. And while we was there, uh, the, the Ranger Battalion came out and said they need more logistic people than special operations, you know, command. And and I raised my hand. I was like, oh, I want to go do all this stuff. They're not knowing. And uh, <laughs> they selected they selected us. And when my first unit was actually the 37th 5th Ranger Battalion uh, in special ops. That was that they sent me from there to Fort Benning, uh, Georgia, and then uh, you know, attended airborne school. Then they sent us to after that airborne uh air assault school. And I started down the range battalion for about a good six months before they said a uh, special operation aviation, uh 160 night stalkers. They needed logistic people for the for the worldwide mission. And they selected me to move out to Fort Campbell, Kentucky with the Night Stalkers 160 Task Force. Uh and I stayed there until I made like E6, man. That's one of the best units I was in, uh 160 right. task force. And I did uh, 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 like Pathfinder School and all the good schools that a logistic guy needed to, to support special operations uh, community. And I went from there to like all special operations units, the 10th group, uh, 96 Civil Affairs, went over to Stuttgart to, to 10th Special Forces Group as the logistic senior non-commissioned officer. And then they sent me back to uh, Fort Bragg. You know, I spent a lot of time at Fort Bragg. Uh, they sent me back there to SOSCOM, which was the Special Operations Support Command. Uh, well, we supported the 112 Signal Battalion along with 528 Support Battalion. We supported all the Special Forces Group, third group, seventh group, uh, you know, all the groups there. And uh, and I, then I, right before retirement, I went to SWIC, which is the Special Warfare Training Group, second battalion there. I was in charge of uh, the Halo schools and all the, uh, the, the, the diving schools, SEER course. In second battalion there, man. I ended up retiring out of there in 2005 out of Fort Bragg and ended up after that. I just started working with uh, different organizations like uh, Raytheon, SAIC, some of the big major corporations uh, in senior logistic roles. Yeah. And then uh, I just started 
moving around, going back overseas to Afghanistan, Iraq, and working, putting in the MRAP uh, vehicles in Iraq and working with the, the Warfighter Focus Program in Afghanistan and just doing a lot of things with the military. That's all I really ever enjoy doing, supporting military operations. And then I work with, uh, now I work with a company called Aurora Global Solutions, where we provide service and equipment supplies to government agencies, uh, whereby we can hire more veterans and put them back to work. Because a lot of veterans just out of work, man. They just, yeah. they have to stay busy. They need something to do, man. And uh, even when they retire, they still used to be in charge of something. And we try to, we want to hire more veterans to get, to get them back to work. So they would just sit at home and have nothing to do. And they'd be thinking about, you know, all the stuff they used to do and be in charge of and just yeah. support them in that way, man. So it all ties in together with me, what I do. And mainly it's related to helping veterans, even with their resumes or send them to somebody that can get it done, you know, just make sure they stay on, on their feet, man. Yeah. Well, it, it is something. And like you said, and, and we've had, uh, several people on, on, on our different events talking about military, uh, the, the tough transition it is for the military yeah. to the civilian, uh, and the bias that there is, is towards military people coming yeah. into the civilian workforce. Um, and you, we, yeah. we had one, it was last summer sometime that we talked about that in one of ours. And, and we, we covered those, those specific things where people think that, uh, you know, they just got these bias and different opinions about how someone from the military is going to act in their um, business. But what they tend to forget is the benefits that they're going to bring. I mean, when you when you hire someone from the military, you, you got somebody that's probably going to have a good sense of mission. They're going to exactly. understand what you need to do and they're going to be able to stand alongside somebody else and and do what they need to do. Their role. They know how to play a role in the team. And, and get something done. And that's that's something I think is very valuable in business and Absolutely. and many overlook it. That's yeah, because and, and they, they missed they missed the main point too. Um these guys have done it, these guys and gals, they have done it in austere environments. They have done it in tough yeah. environments where uh it was like you gotta be thinking, you know, on your toes every day. Yeah. Uh, and they still was able to lead and get the mission done. They're mission focused. Uh yeah. and and one thing I found was a big transition for me when I got out was in the military, you were taught to take responsibility for your own actions and those of your team, uh, admit your responsibility for it. If you're in charge, you're in charge. Yes. Video, I started seeing a lot of the blame around the table, like, oh, it's his fault or whatever. I'm like, and it was, it was a hard transition for me because I'm like, no, it's a team effort. You know, like we all fail either way. Um, yeah. So we don't blame, you know, so that was the biggest transition for me in the civilian sector where it was easy for people to take the, the, to pass the blame instead of take responsibility for the whole team. Yes. You know, in the military, we're not taught to do that. We're no. taught to take responsibility for our own actions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a good point. And, yeah. and that, that is one of the things we talked about is that, you know, it's, we all win or we all lose together. Right. 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 And that's, and, that's with anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what what are some of the challenges you see now at the at the, the veterans transitioning out of the service or you see veterans in general? Is it that it, it, to try to get back into the workforce or what are some of the things? Because I know you help a lot of veterans and I, oh, yeah. I just, what what are some of the kind of things that you're helping people with now that so 
the people that are listening now can kind of understand more about it and maybe if they have an opportunity to help somehow they can do that yeah i think what we're doing now we're looking at more of the mindset that's needed um you know like uh, a lot of the, a lot of the military mindset is just like you know you see the hill you take the hill you know but in the civilian sector i think it's more of a mindset where some of the things in the military you just gotta you know you gotta put them in your rucksack for a moment and realize what team, what your new team is looking like and then what you're trying to support. Because even if every organization got an organizational structure, they got a mission and a vision statement. So you want to, you want to try to understand that mission and vision statement and see how, what you already know as your leadership skills, what, how you can support that and pass it on to the leadership and show them how you can support where they're trying to go. You know, like I tell them all to try to, Find out the mission and the vision statement of the organization before you even try to apply for the job. See what they do. Find out what, what they're trying to do and what their mission is. And then how what you already know or learned in the military can complement that and support it. And then add that to your resume, whereby they'll know that you already been looking at their organization and you're trying to put your skill set and fit it in with what they're already doing. That's that's, so a, that's a really good point. That's yeah. a really good point because you're 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 helping them get a there's not many people that'll do that first of all right we'll take right. time and 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 b when you talk in in a language and in two things that they know and and we're in the workspace already it's going to help you potentially get that opportunity absolutely absolutely yeah. also you want to try to say hey you know you want to try to treat their organization like it's your own if it was yours what would you be doing to make it you know get to the next level and then yeah. you actually do that in a, a cooperative way, man. And there's three words that I always tell people. And I, I've been pushing this to people all the time. When the guy talks to the veterans, look, man, you go in there with the collaboration, you collaborate with people, you communicate, and then you cooperate. Because actually you're coming into a new organization. You want to listen to what they're doing. And then if you listen to what they're doing, you'll be able to identify where the needs are, where you need to help at. But you got to listen and cooperate and collaborate with them first. So that's yeah. the only way you're gonna, that's where they open up with you and then they build that rapport with you. Then they're going to open up. Say so we find that this is a challenge, this is the bottleneck. And then you work on those bottlenecks, you become valuable. Because yeah. only when you become valuable to somebody, they want to keep you around or they want to pay you for that. Yeah. Once you show your value. Because otherwise, you're just a regular employee that's being hired to fill a slot. Okay. But if you start bringing in value, the organization is going to notice you and they're going to notice that you're adding value to what they're trying to do in a cooperative way. You're collaborating and you're communicating your efforts. And then, you know, you want to make sure that you can sort of monitor what processes you're putting in place. Because mm -hmm. there's no need to fix something that, you know, there's, but there's, somebody said there's no reason to do work that's not, not needed to be done. You know, why yeah. do something that's not needed? You know what I'm saying? Nobody will notice it. So yeah. you find out what, it, what the bottlenecks are and then work around those bottlenecks and relieve those bottlenecks for organization and they'll know your value. That, so that's very true. And, yeah. and bring up a good point, too, because someone new coming into an organization can oftentimes see a lot of, well, why do you do that? Right. And it's like, well, why do you do that? Oh, OK, that's good. And and but maybe one out of three times, it's like, I don't know. Well, what if we did it this way and, right. and, and you know, collaborate, like you're saying, and make it better? That's very valuable because that's, that's very valuable, right? man, because you're waiting, you're observing, you know, you want to get an observation. At least 30 days. The military teach you that. 
you take over as, as a first or any command position, you want to wait 30 days to do your assessments to see what's going on. And he's like, OK, I can see how that could be better because you've done it already and you know yeah. the result of it. You know, so and then sometimes people are not open to tell you all the problems they have when you first get to a job because you're new. So they saying, OK, I'm not going to open up to this guy yet till I get to know him and see that, you know, he's adding value to what I'm doing and not working against it um, because you just can't see what's wrong in one look and no and no true facts. You can probably see something that's moving wrong. And you're just like, OK, that looks wrong, but you don't know why they're doing what they're doing. So you want to do an assessment first and then before you start making recommendations. But you need to have your recommendation worked out, you know, from the end and then work backwards plan it. So you can have a full understanding of what you're trying to do and accomplish and communicate yeah. it. It's not, a, you know, if you're doing a job yourself and nobody notices it and, you know, you're just doing it in a vacuum. You want to you want to open up the whole supply chain, which I tell people, yeah. let everybody know what everybody's doing because it's a team. Yeah. Now, if you're working by yourself, you're trying to be the best guy in there, then that's harder. But if you're really working for a team and because you're already a leader, you don't need to prove it. You don't need a medal no more. You got all the medals, man. Uh, you just want to build a good team and then reach the goals of the organization. So you want to yeah. come in like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey, good. That's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I can tell you're a logistics guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working that through. And that's cool. That's cool. I love it, man. Yeah. I like, you know, I like, like I tell people when I order something from Amazon, man, I look on the internet and I order it. When that guy knock on my door, I want it to be exactly how I imagined it on that on the online. I want to, you want to send me something that don't look like what I thought it was. And yeah. so I, I put myself in that position. And so when I'm on a job, I make sure that I box it right. I do. I exact. I want to feel it. I want they got to feel the way I want to feel. I take it personal, you know. And so yeah. now we've been like that with logistics and special ops. The bottom guys always say, man, we want him to go with us, man, because he's serious. I'm like, yeah, I like it, man. I like yeah. ordering from and seeing how people face light up when they got what they actually paid for. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and you you probably and we'll talk about this a little bit, but but when you're doing logistics in in what you were doing, mm -hmm. you were probably delivering food, medical supplies, and everything yeah. for these people that are going out there. And if you screw up and leave the food behind, Nick, you got some right. angry folks coming back at you. Right. And that's what I learned in the military. I had a first sergeant told me one day. He said, "Let me tell you something, young man." The one thing you don't screw up in the military in your logistic field, you don't have my child late, you don't have my coffee cold, and all my guys must eat every day. You hear me? Uh -huh. And I learned that. He said, that's the most important thing. If you do that well, you're going to be a good logistic guy. And yeah. I always had food there early. I made sure it was hot, and I made sure the coffee was hot when the guys, when they like, man, he come, he going to be on time. And I do everything that way uh, in logistics because it's that important to people, man. It's that important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Well, and that, that kind of leads me to another question. So um, I know some of the stuff you, you can't necessarily talk about, but what are some of the logistics challenges that you had to overcome when you were in the military? that are kind of unique that you go, wow, this was something that sticks out in my head. And I had to you know, have something halfway across the world. And I didn't know how we were quite going to do that. Right. The only thing I, I was blessed because. I had I was in special operations, so we had the leverage to do things that the, the conventional army couldn't do. We had we had what was called operational funds. It was op funds money that we could we can go out and get anything the special forces teams needed. All I had to do was justify it. Right. Yeah. So when I learned how from a great, great non-commissioned officer, he taught me, Charles, justification of something is how well you write. 
Okay, you're yeah. convincing the general or whoever to understand your point of view. He said, once you write it right, you can get anything you want. And once he taught me that, it's all in how you present what the teams need. And so I started putting everything those guys needed associated with their mission and their life, them coming back home. I always trust the companies of the generals. Hey, sir, I want these guys to make it back home. Yeah. So this is what they say they need, and this is why they need it. And if I can get that to them that way, and I always trust their social consciousness of how of how they thought and the red tape part. So I got around that red tape easily. So when I did work with the conventional army, it was easier for me because I was blessed as a private all the way to a senior leader to work around the red tape. And I think a lot of things is red tape, even with the logistics that's going on now uh, with getting the PPE to the VA hospital that we have to order. Uh, we have yeah. to wait. We have to get the right certificate certifications. So what I do now is I have all that paperwork ready uh, before they ask for it, you know, because I'm used to it. So I know that it's got to have a certain specification for the military to pay for it. It's got to be a certain color. That's what they want. It got to come from a certain vendor sometime. And so I already have all that paperwork ready because the paperwork passed the test. Then they'll order supplies from you. So I, I learned I learned in the military. So I just use what I learned in the military. What got me success. And I use that to civilian sector the same way. So I ain't got to reinvent the wheel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Well, that's, that's cool. And I, I, I didn't realize until you were saying that and thinking about that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Special operations people, they can get what they need when they need it. <laughs> right. 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 We get it. Hey, we're going to get it one way or the other. Yeah. You know, even if, it's, if it's like you say, you might have a fact, but you know, the way you write it, can overrule facts. You know, yeah. like they say, well, they're not authorized this, but if I related to the mission and them coming back and that uh, senior announcement, I was saying he needed for his team to survive. If I touch the social consciousness of the leader who got to make that decision, he don't want that on his on his mind. So he's yeah. okay. They, they justified it well. They wrote it well. And I'm justifying it for that. You can order that, you know. Yeah. I learned how to do that. My yeah. job was just get it to him, you know. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Well, so you live in the Atlanta area, correct? Right, right. Right in Georgia. Right outside yeah. of Atlanta, a place called McDonough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. McDonough, Georgia, yeah. I used to do a, a bit of work up north of Atlanta, and uh, it's a pretty area out there. You don't realize once you get out the rolling hills outside of Atlanta, it's really pretty. Oh, beautiful, man. It's, it's yeah. just quiet. It's real quiet. A lot, you know, a lot of deers and let's see old Nick. Hey, Nick. Yeah, uh, Nick's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of deers out here. Man, but it's so quiet and peaceful, man. That's why I like it where I'm at. Yeah. Um, the neighbors are nice, and then you know you can walk your neighborhood. Yeah. You don't have to worry about a lot. It's just peaceful, man. At night, you go outside, it's dark, and it's, you can see the deer in the yard or something, and you can just see different animals, man. Some bugs I never seen in my life. I'm like, wow, what is this? But oh, it's so yeah. peaceful, man. It's just so peaceful. Yeah. I, mean, I tell you what, I, I lived in Tennessee, uh, just outside, in between Nashville and Memphis for about seven years. And, and I grew up in, in South Dakota. And, and we they, we had in Tennessee, we had these grasshoppers. People called them like Texas grasshoppers. These things right, were right. You know, a few <laughs> inches long. They were big old dogs. <laughs> and then uh, I remember the, the water moccasins and the cottonmouths. Uh, those are the whatever copperheads or whatever the, the two kinds of snakes that I didn't like. I know that. Yeah, the copperheads. Yeah, gee, man. I don't worry about none of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's that was the, that was the thing that I didn't like about those those areas down there. Is if you you're just yeah. like you're right. And then the big spiders. 
Right, right. Ooh. I knew about them from Afghanistan and Iraq. The, the, the yeah, sand the, the, those are those are like you know cat sized spiders. They, oh yeah, they yeah. They <laughs> humble you real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, it you know it's it's uh it's an interesting time uh, time now you know with with all the stuff that we got going on and I I think that not not that we're gonna do anything political here because I don't like get in that at all i just I, I just um i i'd like to see the fact that that we've we've uh we've got people like yourself and and some others we talked about before we got on that are that are thinking about how how we can put these military people that are coming back back to work how yes. we can take care of them you know the the injured people both physically right. and mentally because right. um they wouldn't be that way if they didn't go to the military, you know. So yeah, they earned it, man. I, I look yeah. at it like this: when it comes to any military person I meet, one thing I know they earn whatever they they pay their cost to this yeah. to this country, man. And uh, and I respect them for that because for whatever reason they went in, they experienced some things that they didn't know beforehand, and they and they still did what they supposed to do. So. Yeah. I, I appreciate people like that. Even when you know you're in a situation, but you made an obligation, you, you know, you said you, you raised your hand and said, I'll do this. Yep. And you go ahead and do what you say you're going to do. You see? So I respect people like that, man. And uh, and I owe them all of my respect and any kind of help I can give them. Yep. I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to do what I can, man. Yeah. That's just the way I feel about it. And and I'm glad I feel that way because a lot of times they just want somebody to talk to. I meet them all, all around, man. I, I meet veterans everywhere, man. They just want somebody to talk to. It might start off with, how you doing? Where you served at, man? It could be two hours later, man. We still talking. Yeah. Because they just, they got we got commonalities that we got more things in common that we have different. You know, it, it's not like what society think. Uh, it's it's how you treat people and, and, and you know, how you approach people, man. Um, you give them respect, they'll give it back to you, man. That's, that's just the way it is. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. And that, yeah, I, I just, it makes me feel good to hear you say that. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's, um, I know there are a lot of people like that. We don't hear oh, yeah. it. Like like and, and, and that's why I think I, you know, I just, it makes me feel good to hear you say it because yeah. I know the vast majority of us are like that. And that's, that's, uh, I just love to hear you say it. Cause, right. Cause it's, it's, it's reality. I, I look at life like this. Okay, I look at my daily life and my travels, people I meet throughout the day, every day when I'm out. Okay, and I, I assess how was I treated today by those people I met that I'd never known today? Did they did they do anything racial to me? Did they treat me like crap or anything like that? No. Okay, so okay, if I look at TV, it'll show you a different picture. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, I, I go to them the same way they come to me. I get this results that I desire, but I already put in my head what, I, what results I want. Before I go out there, I just don't leave house blindly. I said, yep. what, I'm, what do I want to accomplish today? So I talk to myself. What do I want to accomplish? Who do I want to meet? And then somehow, I don't know how this works. I can't explain to people, but I've set up a mindset where I want to win that day. And I want to meet great people. And guess what happens? That's what happens. Yeah. I meet people and I win that day. And then I come back and do an assessment. I said, wow, if I use my own mind, my own thinking, and the things I already know in my life, things will work out. But yeah. if I just walk out here blindly, I could walk into anything. But I went with a purpose, and I try to wake up with a purpose. And I just try to teach that to people, like, use your own mind, 
And then uh, don't go by what people say all the time. Do your own study and do your research. Better your own self. And then the right people will be attracted to you. It's just simple, yeah. man. But you have to be in that mindset first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing. I'm laughing to myself because I'm 100%, man. It is right. so much. about If you go out and and, and it's, it's as simple as this. I, I've yeah. seen people that that uh, are afraid of dogs, right? Right. Afraid of dogs. Any dog, they're afraid of dogs. Those, they're yeah. always afraid the dog's going to chase them, bite them, whatever. And and what do they do? Every time they see a dog, they think that dog chased me or was going to bite me or did bite me. Right. And I have never been bit by the meanest dogs that people say because I come up to them and I say, they're nice. They, they're yeah. just going around it. I don't care if it's the ugliest looking, meanest looking thing. <laughs> you treat it right, it's going to be fine. And I, and I don't know, like you said, how that works with people in life and everything, but it does. It works that way, man, for real. Because it's, you, you know, you get what you expect, man. And, uh, but if you set it up in your mind that, hey, everybody's bad, man. Everybody I meet, they, they this way, that's the way. And then, so you, you on the defense, you're expecting that. But if yeah. you say, if you look at that, the average person is basically good and we have more things in common than not. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody wants to get home and feed their family. They want to make feel it, sure their family's safe. Everybody really wants their family to strive. They want their kids to be successful, more successful than they were. We all want those things. So let's talk about those things then. Let's talk about those things that are good, pleasant, and wholesome. Why yeah. are we going to talk about the bad stuff for? Yes. Bad stuff get its own media attention. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, man. You know, yeah. that's me. Yeah, you know. I'm with you there. A lot of people say that's delusional. No, it's not. It's common sense, man. It and is. like I tell people, common sense is the new PhD. Yeah. Yep. That if you've got common sense in today's society, that's the PhD. Yep. 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 It, it, it is. It is because, you know, when, when you boil it back into, we just as you said, we all want to make some money. We yeah. want our kids to do well. We want good things to happen to to, to everyone around us. Listen, right. we start there. The common ground gets us to common goals, gets us to, to a much better place. There and, you go. And there it you just, uh, you know, and like, and like when we talked about, you know, attracting the good in life, it is your attitude. It is your attitude when you get your butt out of bed. If you think it's going to be a bad day, it will certainly be a bad day. You created it. You created yeah. it. Yeah. Positive. Like what uh, Jim Rohn, all the great, Andrew Carnegie, PMA, man, positive mental attitude. It starts when you first wake up and give thanks, man. Say, Lord, thank you. You woke me up. Now, I rest is up to me. The attitude that I choose to take today, it is all about the positive mental attitude. And people's like, "Oh, that's not true." Yeah, it's true, man. Because you yeah. can you can drop some on the floor that morning. It's like, "Oh man, messed up my shoes." And you get in the car, and you're like, "Oh, everything." Somebody, that guy's going too slow. I'm going this way. Just calm down, man. Chill. And then just say, "Hey, hey everything that's happening to me right now is my attitude about it. Yes. It's, it's how emotionally I take it. It's it's my attitude about it." You know, you almost hit my car. Opposite word is I almost hit your almost. car. I almost, brother. You say, <laughs> have a good day, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, ain't worth, it ain't worth road rage, though, brother. I almost hit your car. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have a good day, man. We straight. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got a good one because road rage is something that, you know, well, not so people get so worked up about it. It's like, I understand if somebody's doing something and there, somebody creates an accident doing all that. It's, it's, and even at that, even at that, if they weren't doing something stupid and it was an accident, accident, it's, it's like, well, I'll give you a good example. Yeah. I got rear-ended a number of years ago on my motorcycle by a truck. Wow. And and it told my motorcycle and it hurt me pretty bad. And I got I got back up and I wasn't hurt bad enough that I wasn't really mad. Right. I was really mad. And I was I, I was I was going to to let the driver know and know on certain terms. And I saw that guy's face and he was concerned. It went all the way. That's right. That's right. Because you saw his attitude about it, you know. But if he took the same attitude you yep. had, that's yep. when the calamity is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You might have to be the higher uh, mental phase of it, you know, have to be the higher mental yep. thought to, to calm things down, man. And it yep. happens in relationships, too. It happens in yep. all, all relationships, business, everything we do. Because things don't always go right uh, as you planned it. But I think you have to start off with a plan at first. Start off with a plan. You know, yeah. it, you know, if something go wrong on the plan, you can always make adjustments along the yeah. way. But if you start off and just jump into something, there's no plan. Yeah. So therefore, it's going to be more chaotic for you. It's, you can still maneuver, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult than if you had a plan. Yes. That's what I tell people. Just have a plan and a goal. That, that's your starting point. And then you can go from there. And I was sitting down last night. I was writing down some things, man. I was saying that, you know, we was talking to some guys on the phone conference about goals. I say, look, man. Now, minus someday, uh, plus action equal progress. He said, what do you say? I said, now, minus someday, plus action equal pro progress. You know, because, right, some people say, oh, I'm going to get it done someday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I say, no, but if you do it now, subtract someday and then take action, you're going to have progress. But if you go now, and then deliberate uh, 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 definites of purpose plus actions. That's success. That yeah. equals success. Yeah, because now you got to you, you definitely on what you're trying to do. You're doing it now. You're taking action steps every day. Then you're gonna be successful because success is whatever you choose to do uh, to be do for yourself, and you're using your own mind to get there. So if you take a few action steps that day, that's success for you that day because yeah. you didn't sit on your butt and say, "I want to do this." You actually took some action steps and it can be small steps, man. You know, you can say, hey, you know, I'm going to call this guy about um, uh, this contract is out there. I'm going to give him a call and make sure that he did. But if you don't ever call him that day, you didn't take no action steps. You just you thought about it. You got to call him. And if he was going to pick up right now, I did call him on this time, whatever. Then you continue to do so. You, you, you reward yourself for that because you did what you say you're going to do. But if you procrastinate, man, it ain't going to happen. I've yeah. done it times, man. And so yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to teach people and even myself as I grow, because you help enough people to get to where they need to be, then you're gonna be where you need to be, according to Jim Rome. And that's true. Because I try to help whoever I can when I can, uh, on what I already know. And then they're gonna tell somebody else, hey man, this guy Charles, man, he told me this, this, and that, and your name gonna get spreaded. And then now you already becoming, you know, you don't even know who you're becoming. And a lot of people say, I'm, I became this. I don't know how I got there. No, because you just helped a lot of people, man. Yeah. And then 
that exponentially multiplies to other people and they found out about you. That's all. And then the right people was attracted to you. You didn't have to go looking. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I you know, and you, you bring up Jim Rohn and I actually just discovered him a, a couple months ago. Right. Just literally changed my life. When you start yeah. thinking about the, the, the way that he looks at things and, yeah. and, and, you know, and, and some of the, some of his things, but when, when he talks about that, your your um your personal development and where you are at personally is what is what you attract so if you want to go somewhere yeah. your mind and your development has to be there first and then everything will catch up to you that's or, it man that's most true. People think it's the other way around they think that they push they'll get there but they won't you have to get yourself there first you have and, to get there first man you yeah, got to yeah. get that first minute in your visualization. You get that first. And also, man, you just got to, it's your, it's your responsibility to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not nobody else's responsibility. It's an inside job. And it's like, hey, you can think about it all day. Somebody can motivate. Motivation is, is, is external, man. I'm like, you got to get up. You got to have it on your mind yourself. And then even if you lose all your friends, man, like along your journey, it's going to be some people in your life for a period of time that you love, right? Think about all the people in your path that's no longer in your life. Yeah, you thought they were gonna kill you because you you know not with them anymore. No, that was their time in your life, in that phase. And as you grow mentally toward what you want, you're gonna lose. You're gonna meet new people. I mean, you and I are talking now just from LinkedIn, man. Yeah. And so five years ago, we would we wouldn't have known that. It's just our mindset and growth that you saw where you're gonna be. You just gotta have be have faith and walk into it. It's happening. You know, yeah. no matter what you lost. You're never attached to anything that left you, man. Nothing in your success is going to be attached to anything that ever leaves you. So that's what people don't understand. Oh, my buddy, he left me, man. We were going to do this. Man, your success is not attached to what leaves. It's attached to what's coming to you, man. And I learned that, man. I've just been going ever since. You know, I just keep going no matter what. Yeah. That's great. Nothing, nothing. You said nothing to your success is it leaves you. I gotta write that down. I'm gonna think right. about that because that's that's powerful, man. What you right. right. Anything that leaves you is not attached to your success. Everything that's attached to your success is coming to you, you know, automatically. And you just gotta walk into it. Don't focus so much on what you lost. Focus on what you finna gain from your mindset, you know, and 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 the self-development where you're studying every day. And that's relentless study where you gotta. You got to actually be a purpose about it and be, be definite and have faith in what you're trying to do. And then the right people, I only know how sometimes people link in with me. I'm like, oh, this guy, the CEO of this company, how did he want to meet me or whatever? And then I'm like, okay, now I understand how. Because yeah. of how you're putting yourself, you're growing so much that those people are attracted to what you're saying and doing. Mm-hmm. And see, they're on the same wavelength, they're on the same wavelength that you're on. So some people might not identify on that wavelength. That's cool. Accept that too. Yep. It, it's okay. But the ones that's on that wavelength, that right person, you're gonna meet you one person away from being where you're supposed to be. It's one person, man. Not you, you might not people like, oh, I got 40,000 followers. I be saying to myself, wow, they don't need but one. They yep. don't need but one. It's just yep. one person that's 40,000 that's gonna push them to where they need to be, man. And it, that, that time is coming, you know, even through all the chaos. And we're still here through all the chaos that went on. A lot of people actually lost their life in 2020, man. 
some of them lost it because of COVID or whatever, and that wasn't their fault. It's just, you know, a pandemic. Yeah. Some people are probably doing foolish things. Some people got, got so caught up in their own selfish things and they started doing reckless things. Yeah. And then some people sat at home and they studied to become a better person. That's what I did. Yeah. And so when people say, oh, you made it, man. How did you do it? Dude, it was hard work, man. It was self-discipline. Me reading all kinds of books, me studying every night. Nobody's watching me. Two and three in the morning, I'm up studying and reading the right books. Man, I'm buying the right books, and I'm yeah. actually bettering myself. So it's not overnight success. People think it is, but yeah. I study night. Yeah, yeah, I study night, man. Yeah. Put my in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is something when you, when you see others – Others look at success and they go, "Oh, they're good." And they're, they're yeah. they don't they don't look at all that talk, that work that they put in behind right. the scenes for years before that success had come to them. And and yeah. and like you said, it's because yeah. they studied and got better and studied and got better, and the success came to them. And now that's what people see. That's what they see. They see the end result. You yeah. know, it's like Oprah Winfrey said: everybody want to ride in a limousine. But nobody wanted to push when they run out of gas. She, <laughs> like, hey man, it's like, hey, yeah, he in a limousine. That's right. Now he ran out of gas. Hey man, who gonna push? You see? And so what it is is just you gotta look at getting with the right people, you know, and then making your group of people on the same uh wavelength that you on, man. Just like Napoleon Hill talked about creating that mastermind group around you and your imagination first. And then yeah. once you create that mastermind group, they're gonna appear, man. They're going to appear in that, in that position at the table that you're sitting around. And you can say, hey, I want this guy at my table, this guy at my table. And then we're going to collaborate. We're going to communicate. And we're going to cooperate with each other. And we all going to make it. You know, yeah. once you get there, you in there, man. Yeah. That's so good. That's so yeah. good. I was writing it down. When you create a mastermind group around your imagination. Around your imagination, man. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is incredible. Yeah. That, that that was those great words, man. And and um wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I think I think like you said, so many people looked at looked at 2020 as oh, I can't go, I can't go to the store, I can't go on vacation or whatever the heck it was, right? And and I look back at the year and I I recognize that there are a lot of people, like you said, that that medically they got, you know, COVID was a bad thing. I look at myself and it gave me hours and hours and hours of time that I would have never had in my life to work on myself. Exactly. To be with my family. I've got two kids that they're in their twenties. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have seen them one tenth of what I saw them this year. And exactly. that, that's something that will never come back. Absolutely, man. And you look at it like that. It was really good year for me. It was a good year, man. You studied, you 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 got a chance yeah. to spend time with yourself and 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 get to know yourself. You know, can I really be alone quarantine? You know, and in the Bible, this ain't the first time quarantine came up. In the biblical days, Jesus told him to quarantine himself before war. So quarantine is not a new word, it's just a new word to a lot of people. Yeah, but when you use it to your benefit and you sit at home and you got to talk like I got to talk to my daughter and my son, my son in Birmingham. My daughter's here in Atlanta. And then my wife was in Japan, but she's home now. And, and we got closer through this because we got a chance to actually communicate and see what's going on with each other. And other time we just running and working, everybody going their own way. So now you got opportunity with things slow down. 
where you can build something on a foundation on a solid rock, and then it's solid. Before then, it was shaky. You didn't know it was shaky. Exactly. Now you got, you got to see what everybody was thinking. People's like, well, I didn't know my son was doing this. I didn't know he was doing that. Now you're in the house with him. You know what he's doing. Yes. If you're paying attention and you're aware. Yes. You're studying awareness and you're studying showing yourself approved. You're going to see all these things that you were missing. You start seeing things you need to do in your house. It's like, oh, man, I ain't never was cracking up there. So I ain't never noticed that. Now I'm at home. I see it. I'm staring. I'm like, wow, some rooms in my house I never went in, man. I'm like, dude, yeah. I ain't been in years. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> now uh, you're paying for the house, but you ain't really living in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to live and just do good things, man. And some of the people on LinkedIn, man, I got to. They don't know how much they help me about what they post and what they say. I'm paying attention to it. And a lot of people I'll engage with more because I identify with what they're saying more. That's what it be. Uh, and then some people I'll, I'll, I'm starting to identify with more because I can see that their mindset is solid. It's not all over the place. So I'm paying attention to all that. Is, is, what, is your message solid and consistent? Because I know you're studying. You know, I know you're really, really into it. It's not a judgmental thing. It's just I'm learning who I want to associate with on a regular basis who I can grow with. So I'm studying and I'm being more observant of who I spend my time with uh, because a lot of time we spend our time with a lot of people and we never know what our goal is. And so now I'm just more strategic and I want to spend some time with that guy right there because I look at his post and I see where he's heading. I, I read his profile and I'm sort of seeing where he headed with his posts uh, because his posts are consistent with what he's trying to do. Or whatever, and then I'm I'm focusing on that kind of stuff on LinkedIn. Now I'm using it to my benefit because it's a benefit platform. Yeah, it's, you got some some smart people on there, man. That's doing great things. So you probably need to be listening to what they're saying, and then when they put out a book and say, "Hey, this book said this or that," so I go and I look it up, man. I'm like, "Oh, let me check this book out and see that I get what he said," and then just put out everything that adds value to people's life. And then you won't have to charge them all this money because they'll be wanting to give you money. Like Jim Rohn said, people are going to want to pay for valuable things. Yeah. They want to pay for that. Yeah. But if you don't add value, they don't want to pay for it. That's all it is, man. That's exactly. Is. Exactly. And it, yeah. it's something when you, when you start bringing it, bringing it around to that perspective is that, uh, you know, we met on LinkedIn and, and through other people. And, and when you look at what, what I've learned over the past couple of years on LinkedIn, is that is there there are there are a lot of people there that are sharing good information good good philosophical philosophical stuff that can really help you to think and learn and grow and yeah. and uh just being part of that and like you said i'm just so grateful for some of this you know nick dorsey who's on here he talks yeah. about that and his all things gratitude pod podcast right uh, there's just there's just so much that that you can do if you put the effort in to to meet those people and talk to yeah. them and learn from them and they want to share with you, man. It's I a blessing, man. Uh, me, it was me, Nick, and Curtis. We had a a conference call in 2020. We met on LinkedIn. Yeah, and we got a call, man. It was just the best time, man. Sharing information and just what each other does, man. And we just became close like that, man. I sometimes I text them just through my regular calls and uh, even Curtis and. Uh, just talk to him, and I met him right there, man. And uh, it's yeah. just a blessing that you able to do that through technology, man, yeah. to get to know somebody like that. And a lot of people that, like Michelle Ladd, she uh, with a veteran uh, resource, Mobile, she came down to Atlanta, and I met her over at uh, 
in Stockbridge, Georgia. We met, actually met and sat around and talk about veteran suicide and some of the things that we can do to help and assist. And uh, she posted something today and I went in uh, on, online and said, hey, here's a number for a, a veteran. She said was sleeping on the side of the road in, in Texas. So I called one of the VA buddies I got in Texas and said, hey, man, we got a veteran out there just sleeping in the car. And he said, he said Charles, what's his name? And I gave him the name she gave, and then I, he gave me some numbers to tell him to call, and I posted that on LinkedIn. It was just like that. Yeah. It was by her saying that was happening, but it's my network is strong as well. So I yeah. got some special operations that's willing to, that I service with and I trained with over my over 20 years, man. So if they, yeah. when I say I need something, they're going to like, Charles, what do you need, man? How can I help? You know, and yeah. then if that's not my field. They're gonna, they're gonna say, I say, I know a guy in Tampa, Florida, that's doing this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce you to him, and and it's, it passed like that. You helping people help people, man. Yeah, it's real simple, but you can't sit there and say nobody's helping me. Nobody's no. You gotta help yourself. You gotta have an idea in your head that you're trying to move forward and be able to present that to people so they'll know how to help. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I I love hearing that. How you're a how you're using LinkedIn, but b how you're helping people with it. Yeah. It, it 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 and like you said, it's not hard. It's, it's just not. a matter of taking that little bit of effort, and that that's little it. bit of effort, like Fun. anything. I don't I don't care if you want to be a, a a football player, a doctor, a major league baseball player. Doesn't matter. It, everybody has a baseline, but that little bit of extra effort that they put in that no one else does makes people great and makes them special. That's and, it. Man. Just that extra, that little extra effort, man. That little extra mile. You just say, "Hey, you pass somebody in the morning and say, I went to the to. I was telling my wife, I went to a dentist yesterday. This lady was so nice to me, and I hate the dentist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she just made me feel so comfortable. So I, I came back and I called back to the dentist office and I said, "Hey." I just want to tell Allison. I said, I met her today. Tell her she made my day. You know what that lady said? She said, Mr. Walker, I'm going to tell you. Allison said, you made her day. So I said, well, where can I go online to y'all supervisor job and just post about her? And she yeah. said, she said, yeah, go to this, go to this dent first. And, and I put a good message on that for her, man. And she lady said, Charles, you made her day. I said, she actually made my day. So in, in actuality, we made each other day. Exactly. Unwillingly. She told them when I left, that guy made my day. When I got home, I told my wife, that lady made my day. I'm like, wow. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's incredible, man. Right. And uh wow. I just I am so happy that we took this time and we're able to talk for a few minutes and man, getting to know you better and and just listen yeah. to the, the you just the your positive message. And I can just tell you're you're someone that just attracts good things around you. And and uh, yeah, I'm so glad, grateful that you came on and talked with us today. And uh, just thank you. Man, I'm grateful you had me, man. I appreciate it. I was looking forward to it, man. I was just making sure that I had everything in place. I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss it because it was one uh, call I wanted to be on, but um, the computer system was messed up and he only sent it to me like five minutes before. And I was so upset. I'm like, man, I need to miss things like this because it's important to me. You know, when I, when I meet somebody on LinkedIn and then I get a chance to, 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 to just chat it up with them so they can see the realness of the person, you know, cause sometimes you can be anybody you want to be behind a computer. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but is that yeah. the real person? You know, is that the person that you think you see? And so now yeah. I see, you. we, we always communicate, but now I get to see you. 
And now I know, man, because this is where technology is taking us. But we're going to do a lot of these right now. To this yeah. pandemic is over. We got the opportunity, man. I appreciate you more than you appreciate me. Bet you that. And I appreciate this. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, man, I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Yeah. And, and I'm, man, it's fun. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, and man. We'll get a bunch of us on sometime too, because that's always fun when we get a, get a group too. But yeah. Charles, thank you so much for being here today. And um, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Well, the best way, man, we got, we can go to our, my website is Aurora Global Solution, but it's ags-georgia.com. And we're still working on that, uh, that website, but also they can reach me on, on LinkedIn, man, and on yeah. Charles, Charles Walker, uh, MPA, MBA, yeah. and also at uh, charles.walker357yahoo.com. Okay. So, yeah, and I appreciate uh, linking in, especially with all my veteran brothers and sisters, man, tell them to reach out if they need any help with anything. And we'll definitely support that, that effort. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for being here today. Have a okay. great rest of your evening. And, and we'll be back again. Airborne, man, all the way. Thank you. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. You bet. Let's see what we're doing here.